Naked Truth After Dark has officially launched on Patreon. Over on Patreon, you can tune into Alicia's very special show where she tackles more taboo topics related to mental health. You can also find bonus content like photos, blog posts, videos, and you can chat with Alicia directly and much more. Check your episode notes and whatever your pod player is to find the link to the Naked Truth After Dark's official Patreon. Well, hello, 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 everyone. Today we have Lisa Tahir. She is the founder of Psychoastrology and the author of The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wound Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. She's also the host of the weekly podcast, All Things Therapy. Welcome, Lisa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. We're even more excited. We're going to fight for who's more excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Lisa, can you tell us a little more about yourself so that our listeners can find you and can learn more about what you do? You know, what comes to mind is that I really love helping people heal their emotional vulnerabilities and places of woundedness that aren't apparent to our physical eyes and the places within ourselves where we might feel like we're not good enough or we're unworthy. And because of those beliefs, emotions are generated, not good emotions within us. And it causes us to not live fully as who we're really, who we really want to be and who we're meant to be. And I know this to be true because I've lived a lot of my life in those places, like seemingly happy on the outside and things are well, but inwardly, you know, feeling like I lacked confidence, value and worth. So as a therapist and healer, I really love helping people change those thought patterns. And I love your kitty cat over there. Thank you. This is Smelly Cat. She loves to be in the podcast. <laughs> I think she's a Leo. I'm oh, sure. She, awesome. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, tell us a little more about astrology because it sounds like that's such a huge part of what you do. Well, you know, it's interesting because I actually come to this work as a licensed psychotherapist. I'm not an astrologer. So I have in the back of my book resources, references to astrologers that I've worked with and really love and appreciate. It's it's interesting because for me, this Chiron thing came up when I was asking the question to the universe, to myself, why do I have wonderful clients that are successful, have so much going on for them, why are they still feeling anxious and depressed? And why am I, after being in therapy for 20 years as a client, 25 years as a therapist, why am I still feeling anxious and depressed and and like lacking confidence? Like what is going on? What is kind of missing? And in meditation, I just started to hear this word Chiron and Long story short, I just felt led finally to research it. And that's where I discovered several things. Chiron being a heavenly body in our solar system in astronomy. It's both a comet and a minor planet. It has both designations in astronomy. 
It orbits between Saturn and Uranus. It has an odd elliptical orbit that in astronomy is, is a centaur class. And Chiron was a centaur in Greek mythology and the founding father of the healing arts. And I remembered Carl Jung talking about the wounded healer archetype that he named Chiron. And that harkens back to this Greek mythological piece. But lastly, in astrology, and I've had so many readings. No one's ever talked to me about Chiron. Has anyone ever talked to both of you about Chiron? I heard it once, and I can't remember who I heard it. Oh, it was my old roommate in college. She brought it up. And then she said, oh, your Chiron is your mother wound or something like that. And then I just never really knew more about what it was. Or maybe it was specifically for me. That's because we had the same exact placement. Yeah. I think it was in Scorpio or something. And no okay. And nobody ever mentioned that to me so this is like a big secret but honestly people I, are keeping from me i barely understand <laughs> it to be honest yeah well i would love to help yeah help you all and everyone with this for me this was so significant this chiron placement because i i after this kind of download and receiving the message to research this and investigate i've learned that chiron in our astrological chart illuminates and identifies this area and it's on a spectrum so on one end if you've experienced childhood trauma abuse abandonments this is going to feel like a wound a deeper a deeper like a sense of feeling less than lacking truly in value and worth and even sometime meaning and purpose and that that's a struggle because this is a wound and for others that didn't experience trauma or something that that really profoundly, uh, that profoundly affects our self-esteem. This might be like an ouch, just an area of vulnerability. And wherever Chiron is in a sign in your chart, like for you, am I hearing it's in Scorpio? Yeah. And that speaks to a core wounding in the experience and expression of power. And I don't know if when you mentioned mother wound, if, if your mom maybe used her power in ways that that was hurtful for you yeah if if that might have been the case and and healing through this just to use this this wounding and his example chiron and scorpio is found through learning to trust like mm -hmm. that life and people are safe for you that maybe love is safe that there's a sense of belonging yeah. for you that you can create with people who are safe and really mothering yourself as well reparenting which mm -hmm. I think is is some of the work and and that you are emotionally intuitive. Is that accurate? Yeah, this is all accurate and very much in line with what I'm working on right now. Okay, awesome. And that's what this placement shares about you. And it can really help to know because it helps confirm the healing you've been doing that I hear you saying. And also when your mood takes a dip, when you might kind of revert back or feel triggered, it helps you identify where you need to affirm yourself specifically so you don't feel lost or it doesn't get bigger. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, I know what this is and I know what to do. I know what to say to myself. I know how to soothe myself. And it, it turns down the volume on yeah. emotional pain over time. Definitely. That's very cool. That. What about Pisces? What kind of, uh, what kind of, uh, is, is that, that your sun sign? Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. I should have done your chart. I don't Sorry. know. I'm a Pisces, so I don't know. Oh, you're a Pisces. Do you know where your Chiron is? Because it's different from your sun sign. No. Do I need to look it up? Do you want me to... Do we have time for me yeah, to sure. go to my... Okay. If, if y'all want to just... 
because I have an interactive website that's free. If people, oh. Oh. I'm just going to minimize this screen. So my website, it's at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. You do forward slash Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. And then it takes you to a page about my book. And if you scroll down, which I'm doing right now, you'll come to a place. It's a blue bar. It says My Chiron. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on that and I'm going to be able to enter your birth data and it generates Chiron. So let me just wait for that to pop up. Do you know what time you were born? No. Where's your mom? Isn't she here? (laughs) We We need the time of my birth. You don't. You don't need it. If you have your time, it'll generate the house placement, okay. which is kind of where this vulnerability or wounding manifests. Let me go and ask. Her mom's literally right there. That's hilarious. Sorry. So uh, my mom came in to get my doggy and she's going to take him home. So she was right outside. So I asked her, I was like, what time was I born? <laughs> and she, she said, 1030 in the morning. In Poland. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. The universe wanted me to know this. She was right outside the door at that yeah. moment. Yep. She just wow. knocked on the that door. That is so cool. So in the 12th house, so what Chiron and Taurus speaks to a core wounding or vulnerability by neglect. And in the 12th house, let me just turn to 12th house. The 12th house, so it manifests in... It pertains to the unconscious mind, your shadow side, addictions, and outer realms of society, such as jails, psychiatric hospitals, and this house has to do with endings and completions and spirituality, as well as the use of your imagination in things like arts, film, dance, music, poetry, Mm. and it's about bringing these hidden areas of your life to consciousness and that might be in the area of neglect is there is that feeling true at all yeah i mean uh there's that big thing of the divorce that happened you know 15 years ago now and that, that felt like such a neglect abandonment oh, no, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. Know that. yeah yeah okay. absolutely so that's exactly accurate and now i'm not dating because i'm afraid of being abandoned again so i'm just staying away from men you know Okay, let me see if I can help you with that because Perfect. you want, you know, your soul wants to heal from this lack of self-worth or feeling like solid and safe. And it sounds like for you in the context of a relationship. And so it's really about trusting the wisdom of your body. Your body has an inner knowing of people, places, and things. And if there's a guy, if there's a situation that you start to feel like in your chest and your solar plexus isn't right. It's just about honoring that part of you and and stepping away and that you're worthy of committed love. That's actually what it says in my book, that you are worthy of committed love. And that's one of the wounds to heal for you to know that you deserve that and repairing and recalibrating your sense of value as well and your sexuality. Sex would be nice. It's It's not happening right now. So, Okay. Well, this, I also share in my book about, you know, for you to learn to love yourself and your body fully in ways that aren't performance based or appearance driven. And even, you know, just pleasure how you can find that in your life as you kind of creep up, you know, into maybe sharing yourself with someone and knowing that you can handle this. 
Like no one's gonna, you know, hurt you and, and take away whatever you went through early on. It's beautiful. Thank you. And I like how there was psych hospitals in there because I actually worked in some psych hospitals and jails. No way. Yes. Okay, I saw y'all look at each other, and as I was just reading, I'm like, I know this sounds weird, but it sounds like it really resonated. Yes. And the art and dance, wow. I feel like you're very creative. And, like, when I joined your team, you were looking for help expressing yourself creatively, like making TikToks, doing a podcast. and Yes. Yeah. And even this, well, this is, you know, this is one of our babies here with Sophie. Yeah. I mean, this podcast, and, right? Yes. Embracing. Mm -hmm. Yes, and y'all are healing your yourselves yes. and each other through this podcast. One thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. all of the guests that we have are so in so so many cool ways. Are it's so connected that yeah. it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really crazy how things happen, and I was so excited when I saw the email from your. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Nina, my publicist. From Nina, yes. your publicist. Yeah. yeah. She's my friend too. She's Aww. wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. That I was yeah. so excited. I was like, this is exactly, uh, you know, the path that we love the mar the marriage of synchronicities and yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's just therapy and like spirituality yes. in general. Like, yeah. And what brought you to, to kind of marrying the two? Mm -hmm. You know, it was really when I asked that question after being a therapist, I, I start I, this, my book came out three years ago in December. And it took me almost three years before that to, to write the book, to research. So we're talking six years ago when I felt really frustrated. Like I was pissed off. I was like, universe, truly, like my clients, these are amazing people. Why are they still suffering emotionally? This does not make sense. And why am I, like I have not only, had not only been a therapist like 20 years, I had been in therapy as a client working on myself. Like, why am I still feeling unhappy? Like this shit is bananas. You know what? I was really like angry at the universe. Like, and that's true. I literally heard Chiron in my mind. And it was the answer because now I feel so much happier knowing my Chiron placement is in the sign of Aries. And it speaks to this core wounding in my sense of value and worth. And it's in my first house of identity, personal identity. So it's not anything apparent to others. But for me, I was so invested and without knowing how to get off that performance wheel, that of performance-based love and like having to do so much to source love. And that came from my family where, you know, I had to do so much. There is... It love wasn't like given just because I'm here. It, it was like, you have to go clean and work and, you know, like, and then maybe I might say, I love you. You know, it was like so scarcely conditional doled out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was kind of, thank you mm -hmm. for that conditional versus this unconditional love. That's not based on outer things. It's in, like inner, mm -hmm. it, our inner quality. So for me, it's been learning to nurture qualities about myself, like being kind, like being generous and it's things that are just innately, you know, within me and, and others and just allowing myself to be more loved and allowing myself to receive and like sitting back and learning to be more receptive in that kind of divine feminine energy versus I um, was usually in my masculine energy of achievement. So really, and I'm still learning to balance those two energies within myself. How do both of you feel about that? Oh, goodness gracious. You're such a therapist. You don't like to talk for too long. You, you, 
you turn it, you turn it around very quickly. You got it, Alicia. Yes, yes. I'm I'm the same way. I can sometimes talk for a little bit and then I get self conscious and I'm like, no, no, no. I want to learn about you too. So you nailed it. Yes. Um, but I'm with you on the masculine versus feminine. I uh, after my divorce, I did feel like I had to become a guy in a certain way, like. You know, because as a woman that would be married, I felt like there was that layer of someone protecting me, someone, you know, taking care of certain things that I didn't have to know about. And then after the Mm -hmm. divorce, I felt like I was all on my own. My family wasn't here in the States, you know, so I was just kind of felt like I was all of a sudden out there in the world by myself with no protection, you know. And so... Ever since then, it was kind of like I like took a breath and got all tense and then I never stopped working. I just threw myself into work because I was insecure about money and uh, what am I going to do? And so uh, so even to this day, it's close to 15 years later, I still feel like I'm still learning how to relax and how to take a nap or how to watch a movie and not worry about what's happening next or what else I have to do. So I'm still figuring this out. And Sophie? Oh, um, I feel like I'm in the same place. And I related to what you said about feeling like love is only there when you're doing all the things. Like for me, it's like, oh, you uh, didn't finish this thing for work yet. Well, that's that's bad. And now it's like, I feel like I love myself less or something. And I'm really leaning into, no, it's okay. I did as much as I could. And like, it's actually a check on my list that I stopped for now because now I, I can nourish my body. And that means when I wake up tomorrow, I'll be doing even better work because I've rested and just trying to lean into that. Um, I definitely feel like I'm very achievement based and based, but I think one of my biggest things is it leads to procrastination when I feel like I'm not achieving something. Um, Then I just feel like, oh, all these people, the social media helps a lot with that. Um, I see all these people doing all these things and suddenly what I'm achieving feels like nothing. So then I'm scared to do it anyway. (laughs) I love what you just said, Sophie, that the success, the check is that you stopped that like I am borrowing that because that's, (laughs) that so resonates with me that that's actually a success to stop and not push through and nurture mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in the work I do with audio, I actually have to because my ears will get tired and I won't be able to hear what I need to hear. And then the next mm-hmm. day I'll wake up and be like, oh, let's see what I did. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like I messed that frequency up. It's hurting my ears. And I didn't notice because wow. I was tired and I didn't stop. So yeah, yeah it's it's a balance. <laughs> It really is. It really is a balance. So how can we begin to heal our core wounds? And is this even possible? Is this something we're just going to deal with for the rest of our lives? You know, I say, I say, I think it's up to us, to be honest. I think it's up to each of us. I'm really big on empowerment through taking personal responsibility. And, and though the things that have happened to us, I say collectively, like each of us individually to people listening and watching those things, though they might not have been your fault, especially when there's been trauma and abuse, abandonment, neglect, disempowerment, it becomes our responsibility. And I remember the first time my therapist told me like, this is your responsibility to heal. I felt really angry about that. Like, no, it's not. It's my mom's, yeah. you know? And and when, once I got through kind of all that, it was like, okay, let me just look at this. And she was like, Lisa, what if these things that happened 
that hurt you, like they've gifted you with being really resilient, I see, and like really resourceful and being deeply empathetic. Like what if somehow these are things you can use to help others? And if this might be some of the reason why you're here and something with that resonated, like it started to feel different than something bad. Like what if this actually helps me to be happy once I realize that I can heal? Because I think for a while I felt like I couldn't and that that's what was so scary and disempowering, but that you can absolutely heal from anything. I, I do believe that. And we see evidence of that and people's stories of overcoming even the most traumatic of things. And to really be about our healing and our pleasure and our happiness and knowing that it happens in like layers and levels. And you can do that in a way that actually suits your life, you know, to where you're not overwhelmed by say going back to too many traumatic memories at once to just like, I like helping people like walk into the shallow end when there are some deep traumas and let's do this in a way that allows you to still work and, you know, raise your family or, you know, like do things that are valuable to you. And I do believe we can heal and they're just little, like maybe there'll be like a flare up, you know, a trigger and it's going to last sh much shorter or be less intense. And like, I think that's successful. What do y'all think? Well, you know, I, I really like how you said this is your responsibility to heal. So the trauma that happened might be coming from your mom or your dad or someone else. But now it's your responsibility to heal. Because the way I think about it is like clients sometimes and all of us get angry when we tell them it's your responsibility to, you know, to heal yourself because it's a psychological wound that no one can see. Right. But if I right. tell you, here is this physical wound, it's a broken leg and it's your responsibility to get this thing taken care of and heal it. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that I'm crazy. They're going to say, yeah, exactly. it's my leg. Yeah. Somebody broke it, but it's now my broken leg that I have to take responsibility of. And I have to do the things that it takes to heal that leg. But yes. if you tell someone, you know, that has PTSD, it's your responsibility to heal. Some people get angry and they don't understand right. it, that, that, you know, it is you carrying those wounds. Yes, it may be that your father, your mother, your family members, your boyfriends, whoever, you know, inflicted those wounds on you. But now they are yours and it's your, in your power, only in your power to fix it. I relate to, I've been on both sides. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started doing a lot of the work that I did in therapy I, for a very long time, I was really angry and I felt like a lot of the things, and I was an anger that I didn't express. Like it was very, I thought it was just okay. like, like a frustration and this te intensity, but I realized later it was anger because it was sadness because it felt like, yeah. why wasn't I warned? Like, for example, I was into abusive relationships and I felt like, like, why didn't I learn that this was bad. I wish someone just said, by the way, when someone tells you what to wear, that's not okay. Yeah. Or just something like little small, like small tips that could have probably saved me a lot of stuff. And I felt angry that I didn't right. learn that. I felt angry that I didn't have an example of res like a respectful form of love. Um, yeah. I just wish I knew what I learned in college studying psychology when I was a kid so that I could have just bypassed things. And I felt really angry. And then I felt like the things that happened to me as a kid, I felt um, 
yeah, I felt like it just the idea of it being my responsibility felt really unfair because mm -hmm. I wasn't responsible for what happened to me. Right. Like I didn't do it to myself. Yes. Um, but eventually I just got to a point where I kind of transmuted it in some way or like put it into my music that I write or whatever. But um but yeah, it still comes up in the anger flares now and again. But and I think yeah. anger anger can be empowering because it's movement. Anger yeah. usually like it gets us to move. It gets us to do something. And I think that's healthy. I think anger can sometimes move us out of um, like it's healthier than depression, I think, because depression can like zap you of all your life force versus and I think under a lot of depressions are actually rage and anger that that's hard to feel because we might not have been told it's okay to feel those emotions. Maybe one caretaker kind of was raging and took up all the anger and it became really scary for you. So you might kind of like really dismiss your anger quickly and go to depression. And I think it can be empowering. Sophie to like inquire of your anger, what it wants you to know. Yeah, I feel like I did a lot of channeling of my anger into music. Like in my last year of college, I feel like I really dove into just that like it was like a dark but powerful thing. And I agree. It takes you out of that kind of disempowered, like pour me into, I'm mad and I'm going to do something about it. And I'm yes. just, I'm going to write about this and I'm going to, there's like an action that you can take. And our last guest, Bronwyn, she talks about her podcast is angry at the right things. And she said that oh, wow. depression is unexpressed anger. Yeah. So it's really interesting. You said that, and it's just a theme that keeps coming up on the podcast recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think in families, I know in my family, there was a lot of anger, both parents, mom and dad, and it was so awful and so scary that like, I thought anger like hurts people because they would say mean and cruel things. So I remember kind of making a decision. I never want to speak to anyone like that. And it was like, I almost like I cut off from ever feeling angry because there was no healthy models of anger where you can feel angry and be like, hey, you know, I'm upset by this or, you know, like how you handle anger properly. So even now I'm, I'm working on when I feel angry, like it's okay. Don't just disconnect from that or shut it down or try to intellectualize it away. Like there's a reason I'm feeling angry and let's explore it and sit with it because it doesn't have to be that abusive expression that I grew up with. So what does healthy anger look like? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. Because <laughs> I didn't write that down to ask, but now I'm just yeah. very curious because I'm drawing a blank. I feel like it'd be an individualized experience. When I feel anger, I like to, um, okay, just own it. Like, And in my head, what I want to say to that person, for example, and whoever it is, like, just like, I'm, I really think you're an asshole or, you know, like whatever it is, like you're a fucking bitch, you know, and you, you, and just kind of in my head, go there and then see, okay, am I still feeling it? And if so, like what's underlying that for me? And usually it triggers like, um, you know, in a way that I've been treated or I'm perceiving like somehow it's against me, you know, like, and like, is that really true? And, and for me, it I, I really, like the four agreements, that book, I, I love that book, how things really aren't, like, it's really not about you. And I think so many of the times when I'm feeling angry, it's absolutely not about me. It's a wound in this person that is completely unhealed and causes them to act in ways that then activate what's still kind of dormant in me. So I appreciate 
just kind of peeling away the layers of that onion and then deciding, do I need to say something to this person or not? And kind of going from there. How do y'all see? It's, you know, it's kind of interesting because this is a very healthy thing that you're doing, kind of like peeling the layers. And sometimes, unfortunately, anger comes on so fast. And right. sometimes there's not enough time to like intellectualize it and think right. through it. Right. So like, for example, for me, if I'm hungry, and I just completely forgot, you know, to eat and because a lot of things were going on and probably my adrenaline was up. And then usually when I'm driving, then I all of a sudden start speeding and going around people and being mad at everybody, you know. <laughs> and then sometimes I end up like honking at people and just throwing my arms in the air and, you yes. know. And then eventually I get home, I eat something and I'm like... Why was I angry again? I don't remember. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And I remember when we went on the road trip for the recording and yeah. then we went to a nice dinner and you were just like eating so fast. And I was like, Alicia, we can just relax and enjoy. <laughs> we can't relax. We're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, but we learned so much about each yeah. other. <laughs> I bet y'all did. But it's so funny because it's like, it would be nice sometimes to know how to healthy express your anger, but sometimes it just feels like it's such a, push like you have to just get it out yeah. you know um, right but but yeah if we could just i guess for me if i try to express it in a healthy way i just shut down for a minute and i have to like walk away and i have to just just make some space so that i'm not right. around the person that triggered me yeah. in some way and then once i think through it and eat something and i'm like you okay can be responsive yes. and not reactive yes. i think that that's healthy to t take a time out. I work with a lot of couples and I, I really encourage them to give each other permission to like take a time out, come to some more clarity, calm down because it can really help it. It can help there be a successful resolution versus bringing up everything from 10 years ago and making it about all other things. It can really help to do what you're suggesting, Alicia. I'd love to go back to the astrology of it all. And um, yeah. you mentioned the houses versus just the sign that it's in. So what is the difference between uh, Chiron's core wound and an astrology sign in your birth chart versus the house? Okay. And so this, and, and people yeah. can find out about this by going to the website that you have and, and putting in their data about what yes. time they were born and all that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the easiest Perfect. way. There's a chart in my book that just generates the sign that Chiron is in, but that free website, you can just enter in quickly everything and it just, boom, Chiron is in blank sign and blank house. In the house placement, you need your time of birth. And the house placement really is like where this Chiron wound manifests. Is it in the professional setting? Is it in your intimate relationship? Is it in your own self-esteem? And you kind of know that. Like once you know, if you just need your date of birth and place of birth, even just date of birth to know where Chiron is. And because uh, my family's from Pakistan and I know they didn't keep good birth records when when my fam when my older people in my family were born. So the, the sign placement is the most important because that's where you'll find one of the 12 woundings, vulnerabilities, and you kind of know where that manifests. Like, do y'all feel like that's true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. It, it resonated with me and I'll even be a guinea pig. What's What does the ninth house represent? Okay. Let me, let me turn to read because yes, 
Okay, let's see. So perfect. I'm Since so happy you, you, you got the meditation experience that told you to write about it. So mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So the ninth house pertains to issues of politics, Ooh. religion, news, foreign travel, and higher education, and includes our life philosophy and worldview. Oh, wow. That's It's page 89. Got we it. found it. And even, do you have any outstanding, like things specific, like are there any outstanding legal issues, taxes to resolve? Is there a cause that you want to take up? I think she's she's for? avoiding a lot of this. Yeah. She's avoiding like the, what? She's avoiding the political issues. She's trying to stay out of everything to the point where she okay. doesn't want to disagree with anyone. She doesn't want to offend anyone. But she's very passionate about it. And I can tell when I'm sitting next to her, she gets secretly very mad about <laughs> something. But she won't say what it is. You know, I mean, I know exactly where my values lie. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like when it comes to actually talking about it, and we've disagreed before and yeah. stuff like that. And... Um, and very healthfully, I yes. will say, I'm very proud of our discussion. I eat before we talk, so yeah, it's yeah. Very yeah. So we don't good. start punching each other. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, this is just now that I'm reading the ninth house, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was completely thinking of something different because my, with my wound, what 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 does Scorpio represent again? Scorpio is in in the experience and expression of power. Yeah. So maybe you're expressing yourself in this way. It feels scary. Oh, yeah. I avoid political conversation. Yeah, she does not want to express yeah. herself in that realm at all. Yeah. I just I'm kind of with you as far as, from, like, I know my values as well. But sometimes I think these conversations, even with people I love and am close to, they seem to go south so fast. Yes. Yeah. And there's not room for healthy, like, okay, like, I, I hear you. I appreciate what you're saying. I just believe differently. And it seems like there's not a lot of space for that. Is that that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. And I feel like it just feels like a massive waste of time. And I often feel like unless we can have a healthy conversation and find or at least attempt to find middle ground, like when I talk right. to Alicia, then yeah. I'm like, absolutely, I do not want to deal with it. And it's interesting because my grandpa, um, he was actually a criminal lawyer, but he did a lot of wow. justice work back home in the Bahamas and was so outspoken about his cause and did a lot of good work. And I just feel like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I just <laughs> I don't want to do But you know what? I think that's also just protecting yourself because yeah. I think especially yeah. in the recent years, it's been yeah. so hard to have open conversations with people about race, yeah. religion, yes. political affiliations. Politics. And it's like people get so mad at you, they want to kill you. So yeah. I'm with you, you know? <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Too. It hasn't felt like emotionally safe to really be able to have some of these conversations that I remember even witnessing my parents having and even me having, it just seems like something definitely has changed. And, and I'm kind of with you on, I steer away as well, because I don't like the, the high conflict. I don't find it to be productive or healthy or really contributing when there's high conflict and low, um, like just consensus or, you know, anything good coming out of it. And I've been on that side of like, it's black or it's white. You believe this or it's this or. And it's you, never like that. Or it's like, um, oh, you asked a question. You know what? I'll just bring up an example because I feel like there's yeah. no better way to do this. If you yeah. have any questions about the vaccine, suddenly you're a Trump supporter or oh like, gosh, yeah. or if you just question anything or say anything, you're suddenly grouped in. Oh man, I didn't know you were a Trump supporter. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm with you on that. I'm not. And, but. I, yeah, no, I hear. I'm with you. Know, like, 
just as far as yes, if you question, and big pharma has created things that have hurt people, Purdue, Purdue, and and Purdue and the whole oxycontin. Yeah, could, you know, like how they knew. Like I've been following the, that kind of, but that particular issue. It was yeah. so funny with the vaccines, though, because. It's like people were telling you, you have to do this for your own good. But if you try to question it, then people were ready to kill you. And you're like, oh, God, you were just ready to protect me and protect my life. And now you want to kill me because I am just questioning things about the science behind it or lack of it, right. you know. And I'll say I have no issue. Like I um, I took the vaccine and everything. And I mean, like it for me, I just believe we should be able to have conversations about yeah. anything without being yeah. generalized. Like I thought we were against all the isms. Why are we generalizing groups of people? Yeah. And I feel like it's natural as a human to be curious. And anyway, how did we get here? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's because and you're Einstein avoiding it coming out. You're avoiding it. And now yeah. you're yeah, talking Einstein, about huh. Einstein talked about always questioning, like to keep a questioning yeah. mind and curious mind, or else I think we like dumb ourselves down, you know, we have intuition and instincts that cause us to have concern or questions about certain things. And I say, always explore those, those things that you feel within yourself yeah. that don't make sense. And I find peace in knowing that regardless of what side or how far to whatever side you're on, everyone seems to all have the same goal of just a hope, mostly a better quality of life for themselves. Right. And yeah. therefore others, um, even though yes. everyone has a different way to get there. But uh, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. But that's the funny thing. I would still love you, even if you voted Trump every time, of, you know, for Thank president. You. So don't I worry can't about vote, it. But. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But I wanted to ask because the book has how many houses? Twelve. Yeah, there's twelve houses in the zodiac. How how does this work? So so if I'm a Pisces. And then I go to your website and I type in all my time and then okay. then my sign is going to be in a house and that's just one house that it's in or? Chiron is going to be in a sign. So you're, you're, you being a Pisces, like uh -huh. what is your sun sign? If somebody said, what's your sign? What uh, would you say? Pisces. You're a Pisces. Yeah. Okay. And for you, your Chiron is in the sign of Taurus. Yes. So it's different. So Chiron is in a sign different from your sun sign, and it's also in a house if you have the time of birth. So uh, that's why your Chiron is in the sign of Taurus in this 12th house. So uh, I pulled up a visual thing, and this okay. might help uh, anyone Understand. who's listening because I know we have a yeah. few minutes left. If they they might be like, I don't know anything about astrology and they're looking at this graph. So the number is the house, right? And then on the outside, hopefully it shows like the sign that it's in. And then so, you'll see the little Chiron symbol. So something. you can only be in one sign, right? So if I'm a Pisces yes. sun sign and then in my Chiron is in, ta is in Taurus, that's it. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know yes. 12th house or 8th house or 6th well, house. Well, an astrologer, if you met with an astrologer, they could go deeper with how all this works together and fits your personality and, and what you're experiencing. So my knowledge is just about Chiron because I, for me, it's like a psychotherapeutic, it's a diagnostic tool for me, this Chiron placement. So I can't speak to the greater and deeper astrology that this can illuminate for you about your chart just kind of what you can do with it psychologically, spiritually, and taking personal responsibility for your happiness. I love that. And Thank you. what can readers expect to take away uh, once they purchase your book? 
I think people are going to feel more solid in themselves. Like, oh, like I make so much sense now because you can really sort back, source back almost anything where you struggle emotionally to this Chiron placement and the meanings you've made about yourself. And therefore you can start shifting those meanings and beliefs about yourself. Like for, you know, that maybe I can, I can learn to be more empowered in certain conversations where I am going to be heard and respected and the places where I'm not restraining is the best way, you know, and really being, becoming discerning about that as example, as an example. And I think you can feel really confident. Thank you. And I appreciate the lesson on what this means. And I'm definitely going to carry this forward. And I'm excited for listeners to dive into this as well. And it's, it really just shows how vast astrology is because you're specialized in just one sign. And we have all these other things because I had my chart pulled up. Right, so many. Yeah. So yeah. And then where can listeners find you? On Instagram, I am at NOLA Therapy. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, the two places I live. And that's my website, nolatherapy.com. And I would love you all to reach out if you want a session to talk more deeply about these things. And Sophie and Alicia, I'd love to have you all on my podcast. We would love that. And can we we schedule that? Absolutely. And we talk about stuff that you all love and care about. I feel like it'd be so fun. I love that. Thank you. And so listeners can have a session with you regardless of where they are or... Yeah, I do Zoom, phone, FaceTime with clients all over the world, and I would love to connect. And hey, if I'll anyone's listening, uh, Lisa is also certified in EMDR and then Reiki. So she's just a, a transformational coach that if you hire, I'm sure your life is just going to go in a much better direction. Just Thank this conversation yes. alone. Thank wow. you. Thank Y'all you. are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank this you. This was great. Oh, you're welcome. I just keep feeling like I want to keep talking to her, but it's like, I know. That's why we're going to continue. I'm yes. going to have you all on All Things Therapy. Well, we enjoy will. your day and Thank have you. a spectacular day out there and help everyone that you can. And I already and learned so see. much. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.